Hey, hey everyone. Welcome to Home Energy Design. How to design a beautiful home and life and make sure it's energy aligned. I'm your host, Amanda Gates, and I'm an interior designer and feng shui practitioner. And these combined skills have made me a floor plan reading expert. Energy design is like astrology for your home and your life. And who doesn't want more of that? I believe in all things pretty. In fact, my team and I love the pretty. But what makes my firm different is that we can help you create designs that are also energy aligned to help you get the home and life you've always dreamed of. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey everyone. Welcome to Home Energy Design. I'm your host, Amanda Gates, and welcome to another mini-sode how to set up a meditation spot, even if you have no room for it, no space for it. I get this question actually a lot. Uh, real quick, some housekeeping. Uh, if you like the channel, be sure to subscribe, leave us a review. Um, if you want more info about today's show, along with the links, just head on over to our website at gatesinteriordesign.com. There you'll be able to find the show notes uh, and all of the information provided uh, for today's show, any links that we have, et cetera, et cetera. So that way, if you're cleaning the house or driving or doing something uh, multitasking and you don't have a pen or don't have the ability to write it down, all you got to do is go over there. Also, many of you have reached out asking about floor plan readings. If you are interested in receiving one, please email us at letschatatthegatescompany.com and Deborah, my project manager, will hook you up. Um, if you have no idea what a floor plan reading is, you can refer back to podcast 16 with Jenny Moon where I did hers over the show or you can also head over to our YouTube channel, Gates Interior Design. Um, I not only do several live floor plan readings or I guess they're taped floor plan readings, but I also have a ton of free quick tips around feng shui and how you can get your design energy aligned too. So there's a ton of free, really great information over there. So be sure to check that out. Okay, back to the regular scheduled broadcast, how to set up a meditation spot, even if you have no room for it. Today's show was inspired by our client, Katie, who lives in a small space. And I should mention, if you have a topic like this that you'd like to know more about, be sure to write in and let us know at letschatatthegatescompany.com and I will be sure to cover it. We've got a lot of really great topics that are coming up that we're calling mini-sodes that give you the quick and dirty around the energy and the feng shui and making sure that it's right. Okay. So today's comes in from Katie wanting to know how she can set up a meditation spot in her small space. And for anyone that has ever worked with me, I profess loudly the benefits of meditation and breath work. In fact, I believe in it so much, I almost always assign it to my clients as homework. Why? It's simple to do, it's free, and hey, you can do it in your PJs. Ding, ding, that's the best part. <laughs> it's funny because there are so many facets to my business that people think don't fit in. They'll say, but Amanda, you're an interior designer. You make stuff pretty. 
What does meditation and breath work have to do with pretty? Well, first and foremost, as an advanced feng shui practitioner, my team and I never, ever start with the pretty, ever. In fact, many of you listening today are clients and we've been working together on getting your energy right for the past three to six months, possibly a year, right? This is something that we do over time and we never put what I call lipstick on a pig. So when we're talking about getting your home aligned with the right energy, there are three things that need to be taken into consideration. Number one, your floor plan. If you are having issues in your life around any area, whether that's health, wealth, career, partnership, I don't care. I guarantee you it's in your floor plan. Number two, we need to look at your personal chi, your personal energy, because that too plays a major role in how you are showing up and the space that you hold for others. Number three, nature and your outside environment. This is so key to getting the energy right. If we don't look at these three things, your feng shui will never be right. You will never have designed this energy aligned. And listen, 10 years ago when I was going through my divorce, honestly, I thought this meditation and breath work shit was so stupid. Even though the grandmaster that I was working with at the time was desperately trying to get me to do Tibetan meditation, in particular, one called the Heart Sutra. I was like, dude, I don't have time for this. I cannot do this. And I am not going to sit down for 15 to 20 minutes to do this visualization. I have too many things going on. I have too much stress. I can't do that. But hey, I was so stressed out. There was no way that this deep breath shit and meditation was going to fix my disabled life, right? I think a lot of us think that. We don't have time, we're too busy, we're too chaotic, we don't have time to sit still. And I hear a lot of people say that too, I'm too fidgety, I can't possibly sit still. But I didn't think that it was gonna fix my life and help me calm down. That is, until it did. Wait, what? Are you telling me that breathing and meditation is the answer? Uh, yep, crazy to think, but here's the thing. 67% of Americans take shallow sips of air all day long. You know what that means? That means that they're stressed out. They're experiencing foggy thinking. They're extremely worried, likely fatigued, experiencing insomnia, and so much more. And here I was, the statistic. I was experiencing all of those things. But I really did not want to sign up for the Kool-Aid. I did not want to be a part of this meditation thing because even though my grandmaster was telling me to do it and telling me that I needed to calm down and that I wasn't going to be able to get through to the other side until I smoothed out my own chi, I pretty much had my fingers in my ears going, la, 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 I hear nothing. But here's the thing. If your personal chi or your personal energy system is erratic, You're constantly on the verge of a panic attack because you're taking those shallow sips of air. That means your blood pressure is likely raised and you are taxing your parasympathetic nervous system. Not to mention you're likely experiencing severe adrenal fatigue, 
which we talk about in podcast number 32 with Sam Shea. He talks about all the problems that arise when we have adrenal fatigue, like addiction, food, we tend to eat really poorly, we tend not to take care of ourselves, we're pretty much stupid when we're stressed out. So a lot of meditation teachers actually teach that too, including Emily Fletcher, which I also had on the show back in April, podcast number 29. So here's the thing. You are dealing with trauma, maybe a divorce, maybe you're experiencing grief, injury, health issues, whatever it is. Maybe you are dealing with a lot of stress at work. It doesn't matter. What if the source of relief isn't something big? It's not some big, gregarious, extravagant, expensive thing. It's not a pill, but it's something small that you harbor within you. What if it was really this simple? Well, guess what, folks? It is. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. And here's the thing. Why not just try it? Because I remember when I was being told to do this, I kept ignoring it. I kept ignoring the signs. I kept not wanting to do it, not wanting to join the revolution because I thought that it was just something that people were doing and I thought it was a trend. But what do you have to lose? Let me tell you, you have everything, including the good stuff, to gain. So, enter in the beauty of what meditation can be for you. Even if your space is small, or maybe you don't even have a space that you can really do it in. Or, what I hear a lot is, I don't want my spouse or my roommates to know that I'm meditating. Hey, It doesn't matter. You don't need an actual devoted space. You don't even need like an area that you do it all the time. I know a lot of my clients have meditation rooms. They have meditation areas. I have a meditation area, but it's not needed. What you do need are these five things, which we're going to go over now so that you can get started with a meditation practice and stop making excuses because, hey, we all need to smooth out our chi. And if you want to get your design energy aligned, that includes you. That includes your chi. So in order to smooth that chi out, these are the things that we need to do daily to help fix it and help you start calming down so you feel better. All right. Are you ready? All right. Let's do this. Number one, the most important thing when it comes to meditation is having a mantra. Now, what is that? A lot of people run around saying, you know, my mantra is, you know, I'm, I'm a girl boss and I'm building an empire and I'm worth it and, you know, yes, I can. Those are not mantras. Those are affirmations. So there is a difference. In the true sense of the word, a mantra is derived from Sanskrit. The word manas is the word for mind and the second syllable is drawn from the Sanskrit word cha which means to protect or free from. Therefore a mantra is simply a tool that helps you free yourself from your mind and the ego. So the idea is that repeating a mantra produces an actual vibration When it's chanted out loud or even quietly, you can do this in your mind, 
this powerful vibration corresponds to specific energy frequencies. And this puts you in an altered state of consciousness. It basically helps you get out of your own damn way. So that's what we need here because that is what will calm our parasympathetic nervous system down, make the vagus nerve happy, make our adrenals happy, and put you in the bliss state. And I should also mention it's really important not to interpret Sanskrit. We are actually taught in my school of feng shui that when you try to interpret Sanskrit, you are screwing up the frequencies, you're screwing up those vibrations. And the problem is, is that Sanskrit is a language that is no longer used. It hasn't been used in a very long time. So when you try to interpret it, guess what happens? You're playing a game of telephone and things are getting lost and things are getting cut out. So don't ever interpret it and find the interpretation of the mantra that you decide to use and use it in the English form. It's not as powerful and the frequency is different. So when you're changing that frequency, you have to understand that the mystic dudes in the hills of Tibet and India and the Amazon, they knew this. So they also knew the importance and the power behind these Sanskrit mantras. And so what they knew and what you're now going to know is that when this is done over time, this is where you arrive at what the Buddhists call nirvana. This is the bliss state. So the idea behind a mantra is it helps you get out of your own way and it helps you calm down and focus on the word and raise your vibration. How freaking cool is that? So if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you hear me say all the time how when I'm cooking in the kitchen, I'm chanting, this is what I'm doing. I'm chanting mantras. I'm chanting Sanskrit. If I'm driving, I'm chanting mantras. I'm chanting Sanskrit. When I'm at the grocery store, you'll see my lips moving. I'm chanting and I'm doing mantras. So what it does is it raises your vibe and it helps kind of trim the fat. All the bullshit falls away and that's what's most important. So for example... The historical Buddha, Shakyamuni, was defined or certainly one of the first enlightened figures that was ever visualized. And one of the mantras around him is Om Muni Muni Maha Muni Shakyamuni Soha. So you may be saying, holy crap, that's a really long mantra. I can't remember all that. That's okay. You can listen back to the recording. The most important part is that you have a portion of the mantra that you do. This is just an example of one. The cool thing is, is that you can also go over to Amazon and there's a bunch of books that are on sacred Sanskrit mantras. And so all you need to do is have a mantra of some sort that you do, that you chant, and that is going to help you get into that bliss state. So one more time, OM. Muni Muni Maha, Muni Shakyamuni Soha. This is a great place to start if you don't want to buy a book or you don't know a mantra or don't have one to start with, start there. Tip number two, all you need is a comfortable place to sit. This can be on the floor, this can be in a chair, your sofa, a dining chair, hell, it could even be on your bed. The most important tool here is that you are comfortable and you want your back supported. 
but you want to make sure that your head is free. You don't want to be laying down and you don't want to be resting your head up against, say, the wall or the back of a chair. All you want is your back supported. So if you are dealing with a small space, most of us have a chair, a bed, sofa, a floor, something that we can sit on. So if you're dealing with roommates or you don't want your spouse to know, this is something that you can close the door, do this in your bedroom, you can do it on the floor, you can do it on the sofa, hell, you can go outside. It doesn't matter. All you need is a comfortable place to sit. Tip number three, get what's called a mala. A mala is a necklace or it can be a bracelet. You see me wear them often. If you watch a lot of my videos on YouTube or my Facebook Lives, I often have a mala on. It's a, a necklace with beads on it. Specifically, a mala has 108 beads on it. The bracelets have 27 beads. These are highly auspicious numbers. And so what you do is you utilize these to help you keep count as you chant. So for example, in feng shui, when I'm doing energy adjustments on a home, I'm typically doing mantras in increments of nine because that's what helps me keep count. But when I do ceremonies that require me to chant 108 times, you can bet your butt I'm using a mala because I cannot do the math in my head. I can't keep count. And that's why malas are used. You can sit down and you literally just between your thumb and your forefinger, you just go over each bead, pulling it towards you. And you know that when you've hit the fringe or the, the tassel at the end, you have chanted 108 times. Tip number four, the actual act of meditation. So once you have a mantra, and you have a comfortable place to sit, start out by closing your eyes and doing some simple breath work. Breath work is all about inhaling on the count of two or three and exhaling on the count of four or six. Increase this as you go up and after a few rounds of breath, try to hold it at the top. So inhale, for a count of six, if you can, hold your breath at the top and then gently allow your exhale to go out on the count of six to 10 and hold at the bottom. Do this for a couple of minutes because this helps you settle in. You gotta remember, we're chaotic beings. We're thinking about the phone calls we need to do, the email that we forgot to take care of, the work project that's coming up, the PTA meeting at the end of this week, all the shit you gotta do before the weekend. Doing breath work helps you just settle in to the meditation practice that's about to unfold. Tip number five. Once you've settled in, you can start with your mantra. If you can't remember your mantra, that is okay. So for example, the mantra that I gave you, you're probably like, holy crap, that's really long, I can't remember it. I hear you. So for example, that mantra, if you can't remember the whole thing, using a portion of it is just as powerful. So Om Muni Muni, Om Muni Muni, Om Muni Muni. That is just as powerful as doing the whole thing. So what you wanna do is you wanna hold that mantra for 108 counts at least, preferably if you can do this for 10 to 15 minutes, that's gonna help you get into that bliss state. 
And after you've held your mantra, then all you want to do is let it go and hold space for two to three minutes for all the things that you're grateful for. And I mean everything. The roof over your head, the friends and family you have in your life, the delicious weather that's outside, heck, the trees that are outside, anything and everything. This is one to three minutes of holding gratitude for all the beauty and mundane things in your life. This isn't the loud, gregarious, I'm so thankful for the million dollars I just won. This is about holding space for all the little things in our life. And then take a moment to send positive vibes to one or two people that you know. Who doesn't need that, right? So it's always a good practice to just send out good vibes to somebody that you know that may need it, or maybe you just want to send them some good juju. As you step out of your meditation, you are now ready to go into the day and kick ass. You've taken the time to smooth out your chi, and this is especially important if stress has you out of balance, because think about what stress does to you. And you'll know when you're out of balance. Trust me, you're dehydrated, you're fatigued, you can't sleep, your joints hurt, you're frazzled, you're freaking cranky. And you probably have a pit in your stomach too. But being cranky is a, a good indicator that you are stressed out and shit is hitting the fan, so you need to fix it. This is where you wanna start. And remember, it's free, it's easy, and you can do it in your PJs. How many things can you do in your PJs that change your life. Not very many. So the most important thing when it comes to meditation is that it doesn't have to be an all out big thing. It doesn't have to be an entirely devoted space. You don't have to have a room to do it. If you don't have it, you can simply use a chair. As long as you have a mantra, you could even do it at the office. Just don't do it while you're driving. (laughs) Although you can chant while you're driving. You just don't want to be closing your eyes, obviously. Hopefully that's obvious. Um, But as long as you have that mantra and you have a comfy chair, you can do meditation anywhere. If you do have an area that you can carve out, you can use a cushion. You can set up a small altar that you can visit regularly. And hey, if you don't know what an altar is or you're not entirely sure how to set that up, you can go to our website at gatesinteriordesign.com. I have a ton of articles on what altars are and how to set them up. And I also have excellent videos on YouTube on stones to get you started. And I also have great videos on stones to help you overcome anxiety. So when we're dealing with stress, we're usually anxious. And the most important thing about this is that no matter where you do this or how you do this, you have to make this a daily practice. And it's ideal if you do this twice a day. The first meditation in the morning helps relieve existing stress or an afternoon or evening meditation prepares you to alleviate future stress until you don't have any. So that's the bliss state. That's where you are all striving to be. Another thing to keep in mind is that everything you need for a great meditation practice is within you. You have all the tools you need. So don't feel like you don't have this. Don't feel like you don't have the time. You don't have the ability. You don't have the know-how. You do. You have everything that you need. As long as you have that mantra, you are set. 
You can even go outside, put on a pair of sunglasses, close your eyes, and boom, you're meditating, my friend. It's that simple. And here's the cool thing. When you start doing this, especially if you can get in two times a day, if you start to do this, you're going to start to really notice a huge change in how you show up. You're going to start feeling a lot calmer. You're going to notice that you are more inspired. You're going to be more intuitive. Ideas and solutions are going to come much easier. And the everyday trials and tribulations are no longer going to affect you. You're going to approach them with a calm heart and they're just going to be little specks of dust. That right there is the magic. That's where you want to be because When you get to this place, you're just going through life with ease and grace, and we all want to be there, right? All right, everyone. I hope that you have enjoyed this mini-sode on how to set up a meditation space, no matter how much space you have. If you have a topic that you would like us to cover or would like to know more about, email us at letschatatthegatescompany.com. We've already got several in the queue that are coming up that are fantastic. And I love it when we hear from you guys because you guys come up with topics that, you know, I feel like I've either covered or it's something that I just assume that you know. And so these little mini-sodes are great because you guys give me ideas of what we could be talking about. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe, leave us a review, be sure to check out the YouTube channel. There's tons of free information on there. We've got floor plan readings on there, all kinds of feng shui tips, uh, and some great interviews as well. If you'd like more information about this show, you can head on over to our website at gatesinteriordesign.com. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us on Home Energy Design. I'm your host, Amanda Gates. And hey, trust the vibe because the energy never lies.